Welcome to a new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Let's join Pastor Johnson as he shares another life-changing message. Amen. Thank you for that wonderful prayer, my brother. Uh, thank you, Brother Park, for scripture reading. Greetings again. We thank Almighty God for uh, making it possible for us to uh, be in the house of uh, worship on this uh, beautiful Lord's Day. Truly, it is uh, beautiful outside. Amen. And in. We just thank God for the beautiful sunshine. Pray that all things is well with you and your family. That, amen, God is blessing you real, real good and going to bless you uh, real, real good. Well, I want to talk to you today using for a subject matter the cost the cost of uh, discipleship. The cost of discipleship. That's what I want to talk about today. I thank God for being a disciple of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I gave my life to Jesus some 40-something years ago. And I, I tell you, I really don't regret it. I just thank God for the relationship that he and I have developed. And I'm trying to strengthen that relationship more and more and more as the day go by. We just thank God for Jesus. The, the cost of uh, discipleship. You know, Jesus had uh, started out, he had 12 disciples. And he, he picked, I noticed how he got his disciples. He went here and there. He handpicked them, each one of them, and came across a group of men. They were fishing. Came across a group of men that was doing, doing taxes. Came across another group of men, and he just told them all, follow me. Follow me. And they left what they was doing and they followed our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And they became disciples of Jesus. When I, before I get into the cost of discipleship, because it's very, very important that you all understand that uh, there is a cost. And are you willing to pay the cost? It's going to cost us something. Say, well, I thought salvation was free. It is free. For as monetary is concerned, but it's going to cost you something in this life. And Jesus uh, does the best, uh, 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 explain it better than I could ever put it, the cost. But before we get into the cost of discipleship, let me tell you what discipleship is. Uh, the word discipleship means discipleship is the process of learning about the teaching of another's. Uh, internalizing uh, them and then acting upon them. That's what discipleship is. Uh, discipleship is learning, learning. Somebody said learning. learning. It's about the process of learning about another one's teaching. So as they became Jesus' disciples, they were learning Jesus' teaching, just like you all here. Uh, 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 you are learning the teaching that we are putting out here at this church right here. And so you are becoming disciples. So the, now, now, as you are learning uh, uh, the process of discipleship, learning all about the teaching, I'm sure. And I'm not saying anything that strange or anything that you haven't heard before. I caution everybody to be careful about those people that want to come up with new revelations and new doctrines and new this. And somebody said, well, I, I, I ain't never heard this. Well, I got some. Uh, 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 this is a new thing. This is a, a new teaching. I, I, I'm very, very careful uh, in listening to and uh, 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 heeding to new teaching. Because it's already outlaid, it's already outlined right here in the word. And there are, the Bible said there's a lot of strange doctrine out there. There's a lot of false doctrine out there. And you have to be very, very careful about teaching. And people want to come up with this new stuff. Stuff that we never heard before. If it's not in the Bible, we don't need it. That makes sense in the Bible? If it's not in the word, we don't need it. I don't welcome it. Because, amen, it won't do us any good. So, uh, discipleship is the process of learning about the teaching of another. And the other, this other person I'm talking about is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I've been studying this word for over 40, pretty close to 50-something years. I've been studying and been a disciple of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I haven't graduated 
I'm constantly learning more and more as I go on with, as I walk with our Lord. So I always be a student. And as being a student of his, I, I never want to get to the point that I graduate or I get to the point that I know more than my teacher. He is the teacher. He is the what they call him master, good master. He is the good master. And believe, no one is above their master. Jesus Christ, our Lord. We're not above him. We can always learn something. When you get to the point that you think you can't learn nothing, something is wrong. Because we all can learn from somebody. We can learn from a little baby, right? Even a little baby can teach us something. I've seen little children play. I've seen little children get into spats, get into an argument, take the candy. He took my candy, be crying. And I see little kids got, got his candy and take the other kid's candy. And that ain't right. Am I right, somebody? So we can learn a lot from children. Amen. And then the parents have to come in and set it straight. Now you give him his candy back. You got yours. So I can learn. You can learn a lot from children. No matter how old you are, we all can learn. But here, I want to talk to you just a little bit about our discipleship and the cost of it. it well, what would it cost me, uh, Brother Johnson, if I join your church? It's going to cost something. What would it cost to be a disciple of our Lord and Savior? It's going to cost something, but believe me, you can pay the price. The price is not so high that you and I can't pay it. The Lord will never ask us to do something that we can't do. That makes sense in the Bible. He never asked me to do anything that, that, that was impossible or that I couldn't do if I really wanted to, if I really put my mind to it, if I really trust him. There's nothing he asked me to do that I can't do. Remember, Paul said, I can do all things. Y'all know the rest of it. You know the rest of it. I can do all things through Christ that strengthened me. So he never, ever asked him to do anything that was impossible that can't be done. If, if he asked us to do it, you can do it, my brother. You can do it, my sister. It's achievable. It's obtainable. We can do it. You can acquire it. You can, you can do it. Others done it. Our brothers and sisters and fathers before us, they've done it. And, and so we can do it also. And so the cost of discipleship, yes, there is a cost. Are you willing to pay the cost? And if you do, you will be very glad that you did. Take a look at the word of the Lord in St. Matthew, the 10th chapter. Matthew, the 10th chapter, looking at verse number uh, 32. And we're going to read down to verse number 36. Where for the Lord leave, verse 39. Uh, I'm going to show you Jesus lays out right here uh, the cost, the cost of discipleship in these verses of Scripture. Now, look at what he said in verse number 32. Jesus said, whosoever therefore shall confess me before men." Him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. Now, that, that's, that's, that's the cost of discipleship. Again, in some of the costs of discipleship, you got to be willing to confess Jesus before men. Are you, are you afraid? Are you ashamed to let folks know that, hey, I'm making some changes in my life? I'm turning some corners. I'm closing some chapters. And uh, I'm trying to get my life together. I'm trying to get my house in order. Are you ashamed to confess Jesus before men? That's what he said. Whosoever therefore shall, shall confess me, if you confess me before men, him, she, will I confess before my Father which is in heaven. In other words, uh, uh, the Living Bible translate that said, if you honor me before men, I honor you before the Father. And I thought about that. I, I sure would like to have honor before the Father. You know, ain't nothing like have honor. Somebody can just recommend you to somebody. You know, I, 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 I thank God I, I've changed God jobs two or three times in my life. And I changed the job for the last time in my life, Lord's willing. <laughs> and, and so I had to have a, I had to have a, 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 a what do you call this thing? A resume, a res reference, yes, yeah, some reference. So as I made this last job change, uh, my boss I talked to him. We had a, I had a good rapport, rapport with him. And I asked him, I said, look, I need, a, I need a reference. I need you to do something for me. 
And I, I, I need a reference, and I need you to give me a reference for the job that I'm trying to obtain. And he said, sure, Thomas, I do, I do it for you, man. I give you good references. So I said, well, if they call, you know, just, uh, just, 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 just go away with it. Tell them all about me. And so he did exactly that. And so when I went for the interview on this particular job, when they called me in, we sat down at the table, the boss and I, we sat down at the table, and he, as he began to talk to me, he said, Thomas, I talked with your uh, former uh, uh, job, and he said, man, your boss gave you uh, a review. He gave you the best reference that uh, man a man could ever get. He, he had a lot, of, a lot of good things to say about you. High marks. I mean, he really recommended you. And uh, that made me feel good. He said he would do it, and he did it. So in other words, he, 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 he made a, gave me a good reference before my, the, the new uh, employer that I was looking forward to join him. And so this is what Jesus said right here. He said, he that confessed me before men, I will confess him before the Father. And no, I give you a good recommendation. Y'all hear what I'm saying? And and who we need that, am I right? I need Jesus. You need the Lord. And all of us need the Lord to give us a good recommendation. Amen. To the Father. I recommend him, Lord. He's uh he's one of my servants. He's faithful. He's dedicated. She's humble. She she's willing. She she she's just do, amen. Just just say. And uh we need that kind of reference. And that's what Jesus said. I'll give you a reference to the Father. And, and, and you can't get no better than Jesus giving a reference to the Father. Amen. You ask me to give the Father a reference. I don't know how far that'll go. Or you ask somebody else to give the Father a reference about you. We don't know how far that'll go. But if Jesus give you a reference, Lord have mercy somebody. You're going to be saved. Somebody say, you in the kingdom. If Jesus give you a reference, you in the kingdom. You definitely have a seat in the kingdom if Jesus give you a reference to the Father. But we talk about the cost of discipleship. So he said, whosoever shall confess me before men. And I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to tell folks, look, I, I, I love Jesus. You know, you, you, I'm, I'm, into, I'm into God. I'm into Jesus. I'm into the church thing. I'm into the, the will of God. I'm into giving my life to the Lord. I'm not ashamed and I'm willing to confess me. And somebody say, are you a Christian? I say, yes, I am. Yes, I am. I was at work the other day. And uh, my my boss, I never had a woman uh, uh, boss uh, for the first time in my life. I worked over forty something years for my previous job, and this this is my last one. I never all my supervisors, all my managers, all my bosses have been men. Never worked for a woman. But one day, you know, they've been trying to figure me out. They're, they're trying to see what what, what, what I am and, and, and all that, you know, and, and where I, what, what I'm all about. And they know I'm different from a lot of other guys. And and and, and, and my supervisor, which uh, uh which is a, a woman, and uh, I found out that they looked me up on Facebook, and I didn't I didn't request. A friend request her name Becky. I never request a friend request from Becky and some of the other folk ran about. I looked and I said, How she get on my post? These folk can find you. You know what I'm saying? They'll look you up. If you on, they'll find you and go into your background. Look at your, your, your resume. Look at your character. And she went into my Facebook page and she saw the, saw me at church and saw us around the church. And, and, and so she said, hmm, Thomas must be into church. I wonder what he do. So one day, I think she put me to the test. We was outside. I was coming in. We were getting ready to go. I was coming into the office, and they was all standing outside. And they was, had a conversation. She did, the supervisor and the boss, they all have a conversation. And they said something to me. And all of a sudden, Becky said, uh, we was talking about something. And she said, praise the Lord. And I said, hallelujah. <laughs> so, ah, that's what it is. He's a church boy. Oh, yeah, he's into God thing. Also, I don't know where this come from. She just said, praise the Lord. And I said, hallelujah. Before I knew anything. So she got me figured all out. Yeah. He ain't no gangster. He's not a bad guy. He is He is a Christian young man. So they can trust me. And be, check, believe me, people check you out. Amen. So she wants to see what my response will be. If she said, praise the Lord. And my response was, hallelujah. 
Y'all want to have some church up in here? Amen. The cost of discipleship is going to cost you something. He said, whosoever shall confess me before men, him will I confess before my Father which is in heaven. Y'all see it. But notice what verse 33 said. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I deny before my Father which is in heaven. So if I confess him before the Father, he'll, he'll give me a good resume. If I deny him before men, I don't know the man. I'm not with church. I'm not with them church folks. I'm not with that Jesus thing. I'm not with that God thing. If you deny me, well, I have nothing to do with that. I, I want to live my life the way I want to live my life. Then Jesus, I will deny you before the Father. When it comes before the Father, Jesus will tell the Father, I don't know this individual. I don't know this person. I don't know this man. I don't recognize this woman. Lord, I don't know her. She had nothing to do with me. He will deny you before the Father. And verse number 34 said, Think not that I am come to set peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. So what the Lord said, I'm telling you, the cost of discipleship is this right here. We must deny him before men to be honored in heaven. If we deny him before men, we will be denied uh, in heaven. And so verse 34 said, uh, Jesus, think not that I came to set peace on earth. But no, he said, I came not to uh, send peace, but I came to be a sword. So what the Lord is saying, when I come to your house, when I come to your house, I came to, I came to bring a sword. And that's, that's what the Lord has done, my brothers and sisters. God bless you. That's what the Lord has done. When you decide to uh, give Jesus your life, uh, he said, I came to sell a sword. Let me show it to you. I can show it to you better. Let's read just a little bit further. Look, he said, I came to sell a sword. Uh, verse 35 explains it even better. He said, for I am come to set a man at variance against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. You see what the Lord said? I didn't come to bring peace, but I came to bring a sword. In other words, when Jesus get into you, the cost of discipleship is your family will look at you differently. Can y'all say amen? That's all he's saying. When the Lord come into your life, your family view you different. It's gonna be, it's gonna be some variance there. They ain't gonna look at you the same way. See, you used to be the running buddy. You used to be their partner in crime. You used to be somebody they could go to when they wanted to go to the Cross the river to the dog track. You used to be somebody said, child, let's go to the casino. Okay, I'm ready. But see, now when the Lord comes in, the cost of the discipleship is y'all are different now. Somebody say, I thank God my life is different. My life is so different now. And this is the cost of discipleship. They're going to view you different. So he said, I come and set a sword against a man, against a woman, against a father and a son, the daughter and the mother, the daughter-in-law. I come to set a, a, a variance there. And they're not going to view you the same way. This is a cause of discipleship. Can you handle it? You must accept it. You know, your brothers, your family may not uh, 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 accept Jesus in your life. But will you walk away from God because of that? Will you, will you uh, 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 say, well, Lord, uh, my family, uh, I love my family. I love my brothers. I love my mother. I love my sister. But uh, what, what are you going to do? Well, uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to uh, go with my family because we family and blood thicker than water, they say. Uh -huh. So Jesus saying, what are you going to do? So he said, I came to set variant. The cost of discipleship is this right here. You might lose your family. When you come to Jesus, you might lose your family. They may not want to associate with you anymore because the lifestyle that you are now uh, embracing. And this is what the discipleship is all about. Uh, uh, discipleship is a process of learning uh, about the teaching of another, and this is Jesus. So you, you have the, the cost of discipleship is, are you willing to accept whatever come in your life when I take on Jesus Christ? If, if, if you, if, you know, if you say you love me, then you should keep on loving me. And uh, they got a song out. The song say, uh, 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 we used to sing it years ago, I never lost a friend that I never had. Can y'all say amen to that? Amen. See, they, if, if they leave you for, for accepting Jesus, they weren't your friends anyway. Amen. 
a friend is a friend always, right? The Bible says a friend, a friend, Jesus is a friend indeed. And a friend loves at all times. You, you just, since I've taken on Jesus now, you don't love me anymore. I'm still Thomas. I'm still the same person. You still Jackie. You still Janice. You still brother Obi. You the same person. Amen. You just making some changes in your life. They should love you more now. Amen. You, you're more lovable now. Uh, uh, before then, I, I had, I, I had to put up with some, with some, with some, with some, uh, with some ways. Can y'all say amen, somebody? So we, you love, we are more lovable now than we were then. This is a cause of discipleship. You may lose your friend. You may lose your family. You may lose a job. You may lose a whole lot of things. And that's the cause of discipleship. Are you willing to accept that cause? And I say yes, yes, yes. Can y'all say amen this morning? Notice what he said. He said, I come to set a man at variance against his father. And a daughter against a mother. And a daughter-in-law against a mother-in-law. But check out verse number 36. This is powerful here. Check this out. Verse 36 says, And a man's foe shall be they of his own household. Y'all see that? A man's foe shall be they of his own household. Now the living Bible says, A man's enemy are those that are in the house with you. Can y'all say amen somebody? Where your enemies are? The one that's closest to you. Can't nobody do nothing to you but somebody that's close to you. The people that say they love you, they turn out, turn out to be your worst enemy. The man down the street can't do me no harm and he don't know how to approach me. He don't know me like that and I watch him. But the ones that we find out sometimes that can hurt us the most are those that are close to us. It shouldn't be that way, but the, but the Bible says it's that way. Uh, and the reason why it's that way, I'm not talking about husband and wife. I'm talking when, 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 especially when you are together in God. But when you're not together in God, sometimes they can be your enemy. They, uh, they can be the person that hold you up. Well, 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 the wife said, well, I'm going to church this morning. The husband that ain't into God thing, ain't into the God thing. He might say, well, uh, why don't you just spend time with me today? Or, 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 or the man said, well, I'm going to church today. And the wife said, well, I, I thought this is so pretty outside that we should go to the park. Are y'all listening to me? So this is the cause of discipleship. And so Jesus said, a man's foe shall be they of his own household. We got to be very, very careful because these are the people that will give us the most problem, the most trouble in life. The cause of discipleship is they view you different and they will sometimes cause you or cause you to stumble or not embrace what you're trying to embrace. What I'm saying today, my brother and my sister, don't let nobody turn you around. Can y'all say amen? Not my brother, not my sister, not my husband. Husband, not my wife, not my family, my cousin. I'm not going to let anybody turn me around because this is the cost of discipleship. Y'all listening to me? Are you willing to pay the cost? I know I am because look, hell is, hell is too hot. Eternity is too long, amen, to let somebody cause you to lose your soul. I love Jesus. I want to be saved today. Anybody up in here feel that way? So the cost of discipleship is, are you willing to forsake all and accept Jesus? Yes, I will. Yes, I will. Now, notice what he said here. Now, notice what he said in verse number 37. He, he, he lays it out, the cost of discipleship. He that loved father... We're in Matthew, Matthew 10, 37. He that loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Y'all see it? There it is right there. That's what the Lord said. He that loves his father, I love my dad. The old man going on to heaven. I love my mom. She going on to be with the heaven. But I love, I love God more than I love anything else in this world. Amen. Can y'all say amen? He that loves his father or his mother more than me is not worthy. You're not, you, you, don't, you aren't worthy to be with me. You don't even deserve to be with Jesus. He that loves his son or his daughter more than he loves Jesus is not worthy to be with Jesus. Can you say amen, somebody? There it is. We got to love God above all and above everything else in this world. Now, that's, that's the cost of discipleship. Because some people, when it comes to their family, some people, some families are close-knit. They are tight. They are tight. 
I've seen some tight families. Now, I, I didn't I have a I didn't come from a family that way. I always wanted my family to be tight, a big tight brothers and sisters, and we just we just close like that, man. We had a good relationship and we go play and we do things together. But I didn't come from a family like that. My family, my family is like this right here. We don't we don't argue and we don't fuss. We may not see each other uh day in and day out from weeks apart. But we cool. When we do see each other, we hug and we talk. We like that. So we together. Y'all follow what I'm saying? And some family, they tight. Man, they they they, they just they just tight. They together, be together all the time, do things together always. Uh, you know, every time you see them, you're over at the house. Every time you see them, they together. It's just like that. You see one, you see the other one. You see the daddy, you see the mama, you see the son, you see the daughter, you see everybody, you see the cousin, uncle. It's just like that. See, some people, you just don't want folks over your house every day. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Man, I don't need you over here every day. <laughs> Say amen, somebody. That's the cause of discipleship. That don't mean I don't love you. I just don't want to see you every day now. Amen, amen somebody. Amen. Amen up in here. I don't see you every day, but I love you. I love you. I love you. I go to bed for you. Amen. I don't want you to stay here. You've been here ever since this morning. Dog, it's time to go, man. <laughs> Can you say amen somebody? It's time to go. Yeah. And so the cost of discipleship, that's a close-knit family. And so that's the way we are. I may not see my brother in two weeks, but when I see him, man, what's up? How you been doing? Everything good, brother. Are we all right? All right, everybody all right, man. I'll talk to you later. Yeah. Be careful out there. Lots of stuff going on. Cost of discipleship. Listen to what he said. He said, now, he that love father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Uh, he said, he that love the son or daughter uh, is, is, is more than me and not worthy of me. Verse 38 said, and he that take is not up his cross, take his cross, and follow after me is not worthy of me. If you're not willing to take up your cross, I thank God all of us, you and I, everybody got a cross in this life to bear. And I thank God, Jesus, take up your cross and follow me. Pick it up. Come on, take your cross and follow Jesus. See, follow him. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to take up your cross and follow me. If you don't do that, you're not worthy of me. And he said in verse 39, said, he that findeth his life shall lose it. And he that loses his life for my sake shall find it. In other words, we got to make Jesus give him more priority. He's the most important things in our life. Jesus is the center of my life. Everything is about him. The Bible scripture says, in him we move and, and we have our being. It's all about him. Everything is all about Jesus. And without him, I, I can't do anything. I don't want to do anything without him. My life was just like a ship without a sail, drifting. And I see folks just drifting everywhere. They over here, they over there, they over yonder. Just, just like a just ship without a sail. That's the way folks' lives are. They're everywhere. They're over in the east. They're over in the west. But see, my ship is driven where the Lord says it should go. Amen. Make sure your ship is not drifting. Yes. You with me today, tomorrow you're not. You with your children. Then you're with your other people. Folks, oh, they just all over the place. But when your ship is anchored in the Lord, Hallelujah. can you say amen to somebody? Amen. Ain't about anchored in here. Amen. I thank God for being anchored. And so and the wind ain't going to be blowing me every which, every which way all over the planet. I can't, I can't roll like that. Amen. I go where the Spirit said go. Somebody said, I, I, whatever the Spirit, what the Spirit said do, I'm going to do what the Spirit said do. I ain't going to be all everywhere. And so he said, that's what the Lord is saying to our hearts this morning. He that find his life shall lose it. So I think God some years ago, some 40 some years ago, I got lost in Jesus. And you know, I don't want to find Thomas. I really don't. I don't want to find Tom. I got lost in Jesus. I found my true identity. And my true identity is I am a child of God. Can you say amen, somebody? I got you. I encourage all of you. You need to get lost in Jesus. Then you will really find out who you are. You don't know who you are. That's not you right there. What you into? That's not you, my sister. That's not you. I mean, that's what you're doing right now, but it's not really you. If you really want to get into the inner you and find yourself, get
get in God. God show you who you are. Amen. Amen. You are beautiful. You are beautifully made. We are made in the image of God. Amen. You are God's property. Amen. You're made in the image and, 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 and after the attributes of God. And so he that find a life shall lose it, and he that lose it for my sake in the gospel shall, amen, shall find. Now, now there's three aspects of this discipleship. I'm going to give them to you. We're going to move right along. We're talking about the cost of discipleship. See, you got to count up the cost. Whatever you're doing in life, count up the cost. People uh, can't finish the job, don't finish the race, simply because they don't count up the cost. They just jump in there. They just jump into something, but they don't count up the cost. I've seen people, I used to laugh at uh, uh, one of my family members, a nephew of mine. They used to talk about him, that uh, church he went to, every, he went to different church, and every time, the, every time the doors of the church opened up, he joined the church. But he wasn't there the next Sunday. And the preacher opened the doors of the church and, and extended the invitation. He'd come and hand his hand and join the church. And they just laugh at him, said, look at him. He going to go up there. He going on up there. He gave the preacher's hand, and God is hard, and they ain't seen him no more. So, so what I'm saying is, or what, what, what I'm saying, what am I saying? What am I saying? You got to get in God. The cost of discipleship. The cost of discipleship. It's going to cost you something. There's three aspects of discipleship, and here they are. Point number one. The cost of discipleship is this right here. He or she. To become a disciple of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he or she follow Jesus. Amen. That's, that's one aspect of discipleship. He or she follow Jesus. Amen. So if you don't follow Jesus, it's simple math. You're not a disciple of him. Point number two, the three aspects of a discipleship, he or she is being changed. By Jesus. Can y'all say amen right there? If you're not being changed, if a life is not being changed, it's simple math. You are not a disciple of Jesus. Because as I join him, he changed his teaching and his lifestyle and his the, the thing that he practiced and preached. I join that. I, he, I'm being changed by Jesus. That's it. Point number two. Uh-huh. The three aspects of uh, discipleship. One, you're following Jesus. Two, you're being changed by him. Anybody being changed by him? I thank God he's changing my life. He's turning my life around. I, I encourage you all, let him change your life. Let him turn it around. The, but, but you're going to be glad that you did. Point number three, the, uh, the third aspect of discipleship is this right here. He or she is committed to the mission of Jesus. See, a lot of people, they, they, they'll go to church, but they're not committed to anything. Hello? You got to be committed to it, brothers and sisters. Don't, don't just go to church and be there. Are you committed to it? I'm committed. Well, what, what do you mean when you say committed to the, committed to the work of Jesus? I, 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 I'm interested in, 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 in being a part of it, and I'm interested in, in, in helping it go forward. In other words, I want to push. Let me get in there and help y'all push. Help me. Let's tell somebody about the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So that's the third aspect of discipleship. He or she is committed to the mission. We need men. We need brothers. We need sisters. We need boys and girls that will, that will be committed to the mission. Y'all see what I'm saying? Committed to the mission. So three aspects of discipleship. Number one, you follow Jesus. Anybody follow him? Number two, you're being changed by Jesus. Number three, you're committed to the mission. If we can only just get men to commit to the mission. Man, I want to help some. You know, everybody all to say, well, 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 what can I do to help? What can I do to help, Lord? Tell somebody about the Lord. Tell somebody about uh, uh, what the Lord has done for you and how he changed your life and how he turned your life around. And you, you just be committed to the cause. Don't just don't just be a a, a a Sunday a Sunday saint or uh, 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 just go to church on Sunday. Where's well, Sunday? We gotta go to church, y'all. Some people go, but they're not committed. Yeah, there's lots of folks they on the pew, they on they on the road, they sit on the pew every Sunday. They faithfully go to church, but they're not committed to the mission. Yeah, it, it, Sunday is just you. It's just time to go to church. It's a day of worship. Sabbath is a day of worship. We just going. We just got to go to church. It's Sabbath. Get up. The day is a Sabbath. Let's go to worship. 
But are you committed to the mission? Oh, oh. I, I, I've seen people uh, in the church, and I ask them to do the well. They, I don't want to do anything. I, they just want to sit right there on the pew. They don't want to get involved. They don't want to do nothing. They don't want to be a Sunday school teacher. They don't want to be a deacon. They don't want to be an usher. They don't want, I, I just want to sit right here. And, uh, and when it's all over, I'm going out the door. You got to be committed to the mission. What, what can I do? Uh, it was one of our presidents, I think it was uh, John Kennedy. He said, ask not uh, what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. So, uh, you got to be committed to your country. Well, of course, that's a whole other story now because people hate their country now. But, but I'm talking about the church. You, God wants us to be committed to the mission. Committed to what we are doing. Committed to trying to get the word out. To committed to trying to get other folks to come and give their life to Jesus. Committed to trying to get people to, to let Jesus change their life for the good. Can y'all say amen this morning? The cost of discipleship, it will cost you something. I can pay the price. The price is not so high that I'm not willing to pay. I'll pay it. Because, see, we got to think about sometimes people want to look at, well, well, Pastor, it's, it's the principle. It's the principle. Let me tell you something. Principle is good. But I want you to take a look at the interest. Can y'all say amen this morning? If you take a look at the interest, I, I, I know about the principles. I know your family. I know you love your family. I know you love your children. But if I can just get you to look at the interest, the interest will out far, out far away the principle any day. It will, it will pay off. Lord, I thank God for the interest that come behind serving you. I thank God for the interest that I've seen in my life. I thank God for the change that I've seen in some of you all. The interest is far greater than the principle. We got all these thugs out here. They don't know what to do with themselves. We need some interest, y'all. We need some, we need some input. Put some, put some input in so we can get something out. That's right. The cost of discipleship. Let's go just a little bit further here. All right, if you turn with me uh, uh, to, to the book of St. Uh, Mark. Let's see, yeah. St. Mark, a chapter. We're we still talking about the cost of discipleship. It's, it's, it's going to cost you something, but you can pay it. It ain't that much. Have you ever had somebody doing some work for you and you said, well, how much is it going to cost? Oh, it, uh, well, I can fix it. For, yeah, but how much is it going to cost? Oh, it ain't going to cost you that much. But you still want to know what the price is, right? I still want to know about allowance so I can prepare myself. Is it going to be $200, $300, $50? I don't want you to do it and then you hit me with a bill of $9,000. My goodness. Take it back. Can you say, man, somebody get it out of here. Get it out of here. I don't want it. I'm telling you, Christianity is going to cost you something, but it's not that high. You can pay it. Can you say amen somebody? You can pay it. It's going to cost you a little something, but you can pay it. Now, take a look at St. Mark. St. Mark, the 8th chapter. St. Mark, the 8th chapter, and looking down at verse number 34. And it said, and when he had called the people unto him, with his disciples also. He said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. There it is. And Jesus said, verse uh, 35, For whosoever shall save his life shall lose it. So if, you, if you're saving yourself and live your life, you're going to lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake in the gospel shall, say, shall, shall save it. Y'all see it? The same shall save it. If you lose your life for my sake in the gospel, the same shall save it. So I thank God I got lost in God. I found my life. I got in touch with who I really am. I am somebody. I am, the, I am a child of God. So we got to lose our life for Jesus' sake. But people want, let me live my life. It's my life. I just got one life. Let me live it. No, baby, you got more than one life. Because you're going to live one here. And you're going to live one somewhere else. I don't know where it's going to be, up there or down there, but you're going to live another life. So, so we better get this thing right. Can y'all say amen this morning? The cost of discipleship, it's going to cost somebody. It ain't going to cost you that much. Well, we can't do nothing. Yes, you can. Well, we can't, we can't. Uh, I, I used to go, you, I used to watch a movie every now and then. You still can watch a movie. Just watch the right movie. Can y'all say a man up here? You probably watch some other bad movie. Watch a good one. 
You still can do things, but you got to do things God's way. He said, all right, whosoever shall deny himself and, uh, uh, and take up his cross and follow me. Or whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever shall lose his life for my sake. And what? The gospel. See, sometimes we suffer things because of the gospel. We, we lose things because of the gospel. I, I, I lost a family member. I remember when I, when I first got saved, my baby brothers, Terry and Jerry, I sort of helped raise them boys because mom stayed gone a whole lot. My baby brother, Terry and Jerry, and my niece, Carol. I, 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 I helped raise them because mom stayed gone a lot, and I had to fix food for them. They ate a lot of my cooking. I had to comb my niece, Carol, hair all the time, and I didn't really know how to style hair and fix up. So a lot of time, I had her looking like a boy. You know, I didn't know how to really dress her. A lot of time, I would just get my old jacket. I would throw my coat on. I said, come on. And held about a hand. We going down the street. And so I just didn't know how to dress her like a girl a whole lot. So I just did what I know how to do. Just comb my hair down. And a lot of time, I take my old cap and just put it on her head. Come on, let's go. You got something on your head. So, but anyway, I sort of, sort of helped raise those three. Because mom uh, was gone a lot. And when I got saved, when I gave my life to Jesus, gave my life to Jesus, I was in them boys' life and in this girl's life all their life when they was young coming up, when they were little like Parker and smaller and coming up. And so when I got in the, got in the Lord, uh, I stopped doing a lot of the things I was doing. And my brothers, they said this right here. The word got back to me. Uh, we done lost our brother. Thomas ain't the same no more. He don't come around us. He, he, you know, he come around. You do things with us, take us place, and we just the, the church don't took him from, took him away from us. We lost him, and they told me about what they said. And my word, we got back to them. Y'all, you haven't lost your brother. You, you, you really gained him now. Because, see, I was taking y'all really down the wrong road. And you kept following me, I'm going to fall in the ditch, and y'all going to fall in the ditch too. So I'm really, I really got something now uh, inside of me that I can really help you guys if you're willing to still hang out with me. So they felt like they lost me when I came to the church because my life was so different now. Yeah, my life is different now. I have character now. I have values now. And they're good quality value that I love and still in you guys that you really need. But the way I was going, you grow up to be probably thugs and gangsters and dope smokers and, and killers and drinkers and drunkers and, and whores and pros everything else. Because I was just walking in the way I knew. But when the Lord changed me, I started walking that way. Well, we lost our brother. We lost our uncle. No, you haven't. You gained him. I'm more ready to help you now than I ever been in my life. And I can help you now if you want it. But see, but people just people want you to keep doing what you're doing. And then they like their old ways, they like their habits, and they like their sins, and they like their, their addiction, and they and, and they like you to be with them in their addiction. Can y'all say amen? He ain't with me in my addiction no more. He ain't passing the ball no more. <laughs> That's what they really miss. He ain't he ain't he ain't passing the cigarette no more. That's what they really miss. Can y'all say amen up in here? I know it hurts sometimes. Somebody said, if, 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 if it hurts, just say, ouch. But that's what they miss. They miss that I, I, I wasn't uh, uh, engaging in, in, in bad behavior anymore, which they liked. See, the flesh likes stuff like that. The flesh loves those kind of things. And when you make some changes, you're not, you're not as, as desirable. You're not as pleasant to be around. You, you, you're not as lively as you were. You're not the life of the party. You're, you don't have us laughing like you used to laugh. But you know what? If, if you give your life to Jesus every now and then, we can get a good laugh up in here. Can y'all say amen? amen? We can get a good one right here about the Lord. Yeah. We can get a good laugh in God. And so let's go on further here. Let me finish this up. Now, notice what he said. Uh, Whosoever save his life shall lose it. Whosoever will lose it for my sake and the gospel shall find it. Verse 36 said, for what shall a man profit if he gain the world and lose his soul? This is the cost of discipleship, my brother. What shall a man profit if he gain the world? If I gain worldly things. But if I lose my soul, what have I profit? If I gain the world, lose heaven. Just think about it. I'm going to gain the world, but I lose heaven. 
I get worried that, and this is what the world is all missing. They're, they're, they're gaining the world, but they're losing heaven. Our friends and those that are you know, into sports and those that have made it big in life, they don't understand. They're gaining the world, and they still have this void, this emptiness inside of them that they're unhappy, and they're chasing, trying to find something. They don't know what they're looking for, but it's God. What's missing is God. It's God. That's all it is. And so you gain the world and, and you lose heaven. Think about that picture. I gain the world, but I lose heaven. Jesus said, what shall it profit a man if he gain the world and lose his soul? What we gain in Christ outweigh what we will ever gain in this world. Can y'all say amen? amen? I thank God for Jesus. Hallelujah. I thank God for Jesus. What we gain in Christ outweighs what everything or whatever we can gain in this old world because the world can't give you peace. Jesus said, I give you peace. My peace I give unto you. The world don't have peace. They're miserable. They got money. They ain't happy. All that money still ain't happy. Still ain't happy. Still want to ride around in a beautiful car looking like and acting like a thug. Just ain't happy. You give me that money, I'll show what happened is all about. See, we know how to enjoy it. See, when you get saved and got God in your life, you know how to enjoy the things of God. Well, thank God for this blessing. Uh, my brother was telling me the other day how the Lord blessed him on the job. And uh, uh, brother Obel telling me how God the blessing. I said, man, God good, ain't he? God good. You know how to enjoy the blessings of God. Make that little money, give you in the car and ride down three looking like a thug. Won't shoot at somebody. Pow, 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 pow. What a life. You don't know how to live, man. But let God give you that money. You got God in your life. You know how to live. Enjoy the Lord. And enjoy the goodness of the Lord. Enjoy God bless you with this money. Enjoy God bless you to have a nice house. God bless you to have a nice car. God bless you to have a nice family. Buy a nice clothes. Buy a nice shoe. And I thank God for his blessing. We don't have to do the crazy thing. The world don't know what to do with what God has given them. Has given them. No, let's go on just a little bit further here. Now, he said, for what shall a man profit if he gain the world and lose his soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and my word, I will be ashamed of him before in this in this adultery and sinful generation. Now, one more scripture, and I'm gonna let you go. We're still in the book of Mark. Mark the 10th chapter, turn over one page. Mark the 10th chapter, and look at verse number 29. I'm gonna close it out with this right here. Mark 10, well, start at verse number 28. Peter puts it this way: the cost of discipleship. It's gonna cost you something, but it ain't gonna be that much. You can pay it. You can do it, you can handle this. Somebody said, you can handle it. It ain't going to be that much. It ain't going to put you out of house and home. But no, but, but if it do, if it do put you out of house and home, if it do put you out of a family, I want you to check this out right here. All right. Jesus said right here, uh, through Peter said, verse 28 said, then Peter began to say unto him, lo, we have left all and have followed you. It going to cost you something. But you can, you can handle it. If you lose your family, if you lose your home, if you lose your wife, if you lose your children, if you lose your job, if you lose your money, whatever it is you lose, I want to show you something here, right here in verse number 28. Peter said, behold, we love, we have left all and follow you. You did? That's the cost of discipleship, Peter. But check this out. And Jesus answered and said, verily I say unto you, there is no man that had left his house or his brethren, or his sister, or his father, y'all listen, or his mother, or his beautiful wife, or his beautiful children, and all the land that he might have for my sake in the gospel. Y'all hear? Verse 30 said, but he shall receive a hundredfold now in this life, Houses, brothers and sisters and mothers and children and land with persecution and in the world to come eternal life. It's going to cost you something. But if you lose something, don't worry about it. Can you say amen somebody? Amen. Don't worry about it. If your family don't want you, don't worry about it. God give you another family. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Bro, we one of the best brothers I could ever ask for. He building my natural brother. Amen. Brother Sanders, building my natural brother. Amen, somebody. Huh? Amen. Sister Jackie, better than my natural daughter. 
or better than my elder relative. Sister Janice, see how, so everything you lose for God, God going to give back to you. But here's the key I want you to uh, It's going to cost you something, but check this out. The, here, here's the blessing right here. Uh, watch this now. The cost of discipleship. Jesus said, if you lose your father because you join me. If you lose your mother because you join me. If you lose your brother because you join me. If you lose your sister because you join me. If you lose your wife. I, I heard preachers say, man, they lost their wife because they got saved. I heard one, one man told me he was a drunkard. I know, this, I know this story personally. He told me about it. He was a drunkard. Come home drunk every weekend. Got to make good money drunk every weekend. All the wife did was complain. He don't run. I'm tired of this drinking. I'm tired of all this drinking. Just drinking. Messing up the money. Just, just drunk, drunk, drunk all the time. Every time you see him, he was like this. He just, just rocking in the reel. Yeah. Drunk. Just drunk. Stayed drunk. But one day, God got a hold of that man. And he gave his life to Jesus. Y'all hear what I'm saying? I know him personally. He gave his life to Jesus. God straightened him up, cleaning him up. Amen. Clean his life up. And that man goes to church right now. And that man is a minister. And he preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. And guess what? He goes to church every Sunday. And his wife's still complaining. She complaining. She complaining because he goes to church. She complained because he don't drink no more. <laughs> she complained because he ain't drunk no more. When he told me about it, he said, man, I don't know what's wrong with her. I was out there doing some of everything, and she didn't like me. Now I changed my life, and she still ain't, she's still acting funny. I said, she just, she, she just pray for her. Just pray for her. Because, man, I'm so glad you changed and gave your life to Jesus. Uh-huh. See, people, they, don't, they want you to change, but they don't want you, they don't want you to change like that. I want you to change, brother, but don't change on me like that. Brother Sam, I, I want you to change, but don't change like that. See, people don't want a dramatic change, but when God comes into your life, he changed your life dramatically. You ain't going to be like you was. Can you say amen somebody? He changed my life. He don't just give me a little change. He don't just turn me halfway. He turned you all the way. But what she wanted, she wanted him to, don't get drunk, but we still can drink on Friday night. No. See, when God call you, he call you in. He don't call you halfway in. He call you all the way in. I ain't said we can stop partying and doing what we're doing. Just, just tone it down just a little bit. See, but when God call you, he call you all the way. Mm-hmm. I never, I never forget years ago. I'm gonna show you this. I'm, I'm trying to close. A little, little transparency. I never forget years ago. Uh, Sister Johnson told me. Uh, she said, "Well, when we got married, I, I, I wanted a husband, but I, ain't, I didn't really, I wasn't really, I didn't really want no preacher." Yeah, she told me that Jackie years ago. I said, "Well, let me tell you this right here. Well, the Lord called me, and what I was into." If you didn't make a preacher out of me, you wouldn't like me. <laughs> you <laughs> can't say amen up in here. If you didn't make me a preacher, you wouldn't like me. <laughs> amen, somebody. I'm trying to just be real this morning. When God come in my life, I, I got to make a preacher out of this boy. Because anything less than that, he ain't going to be worth nothing. He ain't going to be worth nothing. Amen, somebody. So I, my word with her, I said, you be glad God made me a preacher. Because you would not like me. You would not like me. I got a high call and I got a high standard. And I got, I got to walk straight. I got to walk straight because I got a high call in here now. He hadn't done that to me. Mm, you wouldn't like me. The cost of discipleship. I'm trying to close it out. I'm trying to cost it out. Now, listen to what he said. Listen to what he said. He said, now, he said, hey, I'm trying to get to it. Here it is. He said, now, there's no man that left houses, mother, father, and sister, mother, and brother, and all that stuff in verse 37, but he shall receive a hundredfold now. See, somebody said a hundredfold. And that, that means double. Everything you left, God said, he's going to double it. If you lost your house, I'm going to give you another house. If you're going to double it. If you lost land, I'm going to give you some more land. Double it. So somebody said, double for your trouble. Lift your hand and say, Lord, I thank you. Double for my trouble. Everything I ever lost, God gave it back to me, and he gave it back to me big time. 
Y'all hear what I'm saying? I lost cars. I lost a whole lot of stuff. And God gave it all back to me big time. He said, double for your trouble. Don't you, the cost of discipleship, you can pay it. It ain't that high. You can pay it. And you'll be glad you did. So whatever you lost, God going to give back to you. Well, I lost my sister. God going to give you two. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be better than you than the other one was. Well, I lost my brother. God will give you another one. He's going to give you double. They're going to be better than you than their family was. God, God, and see, inside of God, everything, someone said, I found everything I need. And I found it in the Lord. Someone said, I remember uh, years ago, see, and one thing about it, I never lost a friend that I never had. So I don't worry about folks falling out with me or leaving me. I just thank God for Jesus because he's in my everything. Someone said, Rance out you sing the song. He said, if I can just make it to heaven, that'll be good enough to me for me. I don't know about y'all how y'all feel about it. I ain't worried about family, I ain't worried about kinfolk, but I if I can just make it to heaven, that'll be good enough for me. And Jesus said also, he said through Paul, he said, I haven't seen and ears haven't heard, neither have it entered into the hearts of man the thing that God has in store for them that love him. So you you can't give me what God can give me. There's something in heaven that's in store for you. And, I, and it's far greater than this ever this world could ever give. The cost of discipleship, I pay the cost. I pay it. And somebody said, if I have to walk alone, it's worth it. Heaven is worth it. Eternal life is worth it. Being with Jesus forever throughout eternity is worth it. It's worth everything you ever forsook in life. The cost of discipleship, it's going to cost you something. But you can pay it and you're going to be glad you did. Y'all listen to me. You're going to be glad you did. Jesus said, if you lost these things, you will receive them a hundredfold. But listen, here's a, here's a kicker now. I want you to check this out. Now, I'm going to close. I'm going to close. Somebody said, he's going to close. He shall receive a hundredfold. I don't want I, I want you to get there. He shall receive a hundredfold now. Y'all see it? Now. Not when you get to heaven. Now. When I get to heaven, I know it's going to be beautiful. I know I'm going to have everything I need. But, but he said you're going to have a hundredfold now. Right now. Right now. See, some of y'all living beneath your privilege. Y'all, you better go get your stuff. Look at somebody and say, I'm going to get mine. You better go get your stuff. I want everything God got for me. He said, a hundredfold now. You're going to be blessed of God, man. You're going to be blessed of God, my sister. A hundredfold now. Now, Troy, now. Yeah, wait till you get there. Well, when we get to heaven, we're going we gonna to have it pretty good up there. You're going to have good down here, too. God's going to take care of you. Don't you worry about what the government's going to do. He said, a hundredfold now. In this time, y'all see it? Now in this time, houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and land. And you're going to have all this, but it's, it's not going to be without this word right here, persecution. Because, see, when you got stuff, you're going to have trouble. Yeah, that's true. You got stuff, everybody got something, you're going to have trouble coming along with it. Somebody said, I take the trouble. You, you drop that money, that, that money that that boy got and he miserable. You put, give me that money. I'll take the trouble. I know how to handle trouble. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> I know how to handle trouble. Jesus can help me handle it. See, I take the trouble along with it which when I got the Lord. But when you got this stuff and you got trouble and don't have Jesus, it's miserable. And so, hey, hey, the cost of discipleship, don't worry about it. Don't worry about your friend. You're going to get new friends. You're going to get brothers and sisters, and they're going to be good to you. Give the Lord a hand, praise. I'm through. I'm close. God bless you. The cost of disciples. Yes, it's going to cost something. I don't want nobody to come to church, join church, and say, well, when I go to church, all my problems going to be over. No, they ain't going to be over. Folks ain't going to like you. Some of your family folk going to fall out with you. Oh, he think he's something now. He old there in that church. No, it ain't like that. It's just, I'm changing my life. I'm changing my life. Can I change my life? <laughs> Can I change my life? Folk won't let you change your life. No, you got to stay the same. You got to stay with me. We're going to be together. Oh, no. I love Jesus more than I love this world. 
And I pray that you do also. God is good. God bless you. I hope I said something encourage your heart today. Brothers and sisters, don't be ashamed of Jesus. Don't be ashamed of the relationship that you have with him. Don't be ashamed of the relationship that you're trying to form with him. It may not be the best, but it's beginning. Every, you know, a uh, 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 thousand miles, it starts with one step. Just take that step. Just take that step. Well, Lord, I'm trying. I may not be what I ought to be, um, but I'm, just take a step. You'll never get there if you don't step out. You may have some problems. You, you're not what, the way you want to be or the way God wants you to be. Nobody's throwing nobody under the bus. It's not about that. But, 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 but a thousand mile journey starts with just one step. Just take one at a time. And we're going to get there. God's going to get you there. And one day, you, the, the, uh, David said, I shall come forth like pure gold. One day, one day I'm going I'm 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 to be pretty and shining. You all dirtied up and, and you know, but gold, gold in the original state is rusty and dusty and got crud all on it. But when they put it in the fire, all that stuff falls off and out come pretty shiny gold. That's what God doing in your life. Let him get that stuff out of your life and off of you and off your family. And you're going to come forth just like God said, pure gold. God, get a Lord of hand praise right there. I'm done. Thanks, Pastor Johnson, for another amazing message. Make sure to join us next week for an all-new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Until then, remember, encounter Jesus, echo hope, and dwell in love.